Hey friends, so glad that you have decided to join us today and that you are tuning in to this 24th episode, believe it or not, of Beyond the Cover podcast with me, your host, Becky Kahn. I'll tell you that, you know, I made a commitment um, to do this podcast weekly starting in January and I have honored that commitment. Sometimes not because I necessarily wanted to, but because it was a commitment that I made, and I am so grateful that you guys are um, along this journey with me. Now, don't get me wrong. Whenever I say it's not because I, I wanted to, in some weeks, some weeks, you know, you, you you Sunday comes and it's before I know it, and it's caught up with me, and I feel like the Lord hadn't given me something or whatever it was to share. And so, in those weeks, I've been like reluctant to share something, but I think I've been honest all the way through and saying like, hey this is what's on my heart or, Hey, I'm just reading from my journal or whatever. And, um, you know, my prayer is always before I ever start speaking on this platform is that the Lord would speak through me, that the Holy spirit would just simply use me as a vessel to bring to you guys, to the listeners, what it is that you need to hear. And everybody is in a different space. Everybody is in a different, uh, walk. Everybody's in a different, (laughs) whatever in their life and um, it all looks a little different for us so my prayer is always that the Lord would just use me you know I I felt like this podcast when I first started would be more of a evangelical type podcast in some ways like reaching the lost but it definitely has molded into something completely different than, than that and much more speaking to my fellow believers and um, the body of Christ, the church as a whole, the people that believe and are saved or think that they are following Christ or um, leaders within church or the church as a whole. Just, it definitely has molded into something very much different than what I thought that it would be because I've always had a heart for reaching the lost. And that is definitely a passion of mine and a gifting in some ways that the Lord has given me the ability to not meet a stranger and to love on everyone just the same as if I've known them for 30 years or known them for three minutes. And that's a, that's a gift that I, I don't take lightly, that I definitely don't take for granted and I'm so grateful for. But I only want to use that to honor and glorify Him and to advance the kingdom's cause. So anyway, I just thought that this platform would look a little different than it's turned out to be. But I am grateful for what it has turned out to be because I only want to share what the Lord gives me to share. Um, or where how I'm feeling led. So thanks again for coming along this journey with me. So let's dive in today. The title of today is What's Your Reach? And I'm telling you this, this whole like who's in your reach thing has been top of mind for me, top of heart for me for a few weeks now, maybe even a little bit more than that. And the Lord just, I feel, keeps revealing more and more and more to me in that. Earlier this week, I was actually listening to some Lauren Daigle songs, which sparked me to go and check out her podcast called Daigle Bites, which super cute, right? Daigle Bites, that is the best name for a podcast for Lauren Daigle. And there was this clip that um, was on Instagram Live that they in turn recorded or whatever and uploaded to her podcast. And she had done it earlier in the month. And... um, which, by the way, of, I, of course, I went down a little bit of rabbit hole in looking at some of her videos. 
on Instagram whenever I checked out the full live video, but I love this chick. Like, definitely feel like we could be really good friends. Like, no, for real. Like, I feel like <laughs> she is so cute. Like, want to put her in my pocket. So authentic. So genuine. Definitely somebody that, you know, you're, she's just raw. And sometimes raw is messy, but it is so refreshing too. So anyway, in her live stream or live Instagram post, whatever she shared that she had been silent on the George Floyd tragedy because she was being still before God with it. But a friend had shared with her that the people that follow her or her friends or even some of her family, the people that are in her reach, right, were taking her silence as if she didn't care which she shared in, and while sharing this, she shared that that was the complete opposite of what she was trying to do. She cared so much that she didn't want to just give a flippant answer or just speak, you know, off of her emotion or what have you. But she wanted to, to take time to hear from the Lord, which I felt was so wise because she has a tremendous platform. And with that platform comes responsibility. But did you know that we all have a platform? Like that's what got got me kind of thinking about this is that we all have a platform in our life. Some of those platforms are bigger than others. Some, some are small, but more significant than even the bigger ones, right? In some ways, some platforms are, are right there in our own home. Um, and because of, of the platforms that we have, I mean, I just, you know, okay, so I just think of a platform as like, okay, this, um, not, don't think of it as like a pedestal, but like, it's a place that you go to, to reach the people that are within your reach, right? So Lauren Daigle has a platform of, um, different, different outlets. So social media, my goodness, like how huge is that for so many of us? But for her, social media is ginormous. She's got tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of followers. And so that is a huge platform for her. Whereas for me, the social media platform is not nearly as significant. But with my however many followers, it may be a little more significant than somebody that's got five followers. You know what I mean? So we all have these different platforms that are the same, but but different in significance. But somebody that that has, you know, 10 children in their home that they're raising, their platform at home is much more significant than, than my platform of, you know, or, or, or even Lauren Daigle's platform of however many thousand followers. I'm just saying all of that to say, don't ever believe or don't ever allow the enemy to make you believe that your platform is insignificant because your reach is insignificant because that's not true. That is a lie straight from the pits of hell. Your reach is significant because your reach is your reach. It, you're the only one that has that reach. You are uniquely made and designed for the people that are in your life for you to, to be able to reach. And like I've said before, and I'll probably say again at some point today, your reach is wherever you are. If your reach is in your home, or if you're in your home, your reach is in your home. If you're in the grocery store, your reach is in your grocery store. But look at it more than that, that, you know, the platforms that we have for social media, because that seems to be a thing that we are able to just kind of jump on these days and word vomit on people. Um, but that platform, people, people are watching. 
people are watching and they those of you that proclaim to be Christ followers and then vomit words on a screen um, like a keyboard warrior like people are watching that and those people that don't know the Lord and see okay in one post you proclaim to to and, and hey look no shade like I am a hundred percent right there with you and no I'm not pa- passing judgment but I am trying to give some accountability in that that we are called to therefore go and make disciples we are called to to imitate Christ and whenever we are in one tone in one platform on social media talking crap because somebody doesn't agree with us and on the other platform of social media we're saying oh Jesus loves you and I'm praying for you I can see where some people that really don't know Jesus wouldn't really want to know him because it's just not looking super attractive or authentic so anyway your reach you know who had a um tremendous reach in the ancient times was this dude named Paul um which was Saul before he was made new as Paul (laughs) I love that I have a friend that we kind of tease and really his wife she's the one that sets sets it up each time but you know before Paul Paul was Paul he was Saul for sure um so anyway first Corinthians 6 Paul reminds us that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. He is writing to a group of Christians, okay, you guys, and says this is what they were before they were before they were washed. Like before they were washed and sanctified and justified in the name of Jesus, they were like un, they, they were not going to inherit the the kingdom of heaven. They were they were It was a nastiness and ugliness and no good, right? So before that, before they were washed and sanctified and justified in the name of Jesus, before Jesus bridged that gap, there was no way that their unrighteous beings, these unrighteous people, would inherit the kingdom of God. And more specifically in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11, or do you not know, um, actually, let me back up. I'm going to actually read the the scripture here so or do you not know what wrongdoers will not inherit in the or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God do not be deceived neither the sexual immoral nor idolaters nor adulterers nor men who have sex with men or thieves not the greedy not the drunkards nor the slanders nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God and this is this is what he's saying before he says that those that are unrighteous. So it goes on. And that is what some of you were. This is what he's saying. But you were washed. You were sanctified and you were justified in the, sa- in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. So he's saying all of the things beforehand, all of this ugliness, all of this, this nastiness, this the sin, right? Sexual morality, greed, drunkardness, slanders, swindlers, like all of this before you, before Jesus bridged the gap for you, before you accepted Jesus as your savior, before they, before they were, were, were washed and sanctified and justified. This is what they were. He talks about the wrongdoers and being deceived by the ways of the world in a permissive society. So 
where we are right now, it's easy for Christians to overlook or tolerate some immoral behaviors. Okay, so let's think about those immoral behaviors. It's easy for us to tolerate some things like greed or drunkenness or gossip, but in the same tone, be completely outraged at others like homosexuality, thievery, or racism. Let's just talk about the elephant in the room. But we as the body of Christ cannot be selective, you guys, in what we condone and what we condemn. We as followers of Jesus have been made new. Through our salvation, our sins are washed away. We are set apart for special use, which is sanctification. And we are pronounced not guilty. That's the just, that's how we're justified, right? That's, he just, that's our justification. Like we are new people through salvation, washed, sanctified, and justified. Now, this does not mean that we get to pass judgment or hate or conceit. Okay, so this is not a free pass, you guys, but we get to be the hands and feet of Christ right here on earth by speaking truth in love, caring in our actions, and by the way that we live our life, all within our reach, wrapping it all back up in within that reach. People are watching. We are made new. We are made whole. We are washed. We are set apart, you guys, and it's, it is not that we have a past to judge. Listen to me. We don't have a past because, because we know the Lord. No, no. What we do is we get to be the hands and feet of Christ. We get to speak in love. We get to speak truth in love. And, and that doesn't mean that you just say, oh, I, you know, okay, I'm, I'm going to talk all this trash and then I'm praying for you. That's not what this means. We get to care through the actions in our life and the way that we live our life. You guys, we are all a broken people. We are no better than anybody else. But you know what makes us different is, is the one that we follow. Jesus takes broken pieces and makes masterpieces because he's the master. <laughs> okay, you can retweet that. Jesus took all of my broken pieces and made a masterpiece. Does that, does that mean I'm perfect? Absolutely not. If you look at a painting, right? A masterpiece of a painting, a Picasso. There are so many imperfections in that. But that's what makes it beautiful and unique. Right? So Jesus takes the broken pieces and makes masterpieces. Because he is the master. Not me. Not you. He is the master. And he often uses us to reach the lost, the broken, and the hurting within our reach because of the masterpiece that he has made within us, because of the masterpiece that we are. We want, we desire for people to be drawn to us as a masterpiece of the king, as a masterpiece of the master, right? Because when people are drawn to us because of what we're oozing out, then then, you guys, we can make an impact. We can bring them to the feet of Jesus. We gain, we gain a relationship and trust and, and they want part of what we have and we can introduce them. And then, and then the Holy Spirit can do his work. When we keep our arms crossed in front of us, angry and bitter, if you could just picture that for a moment, like legit, okay, picture just standing there mad because listen, I know I'm talking to some of you guys right now and I'm probably even making you a little bit mad, 
But that, I mean, that's okay. But you might be mad or offended or bitter or angry or resentful because of something that has happened to you in your lifetime. Maybe it happened today. Maybe it happened yesterday. Maybe it happened many, 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 many years ago and you're still holding on to that. And you're standing there stomping your feet with your arms crossed in front of you in bitterness and anger. You can't reach anyone. Like literally and figuratively, you can't reach anyone because your arms are are crossed so tightly in front of you that that's all you can reach. You You can hold on to yourself. You ain't reaching nobody. But we put up our own barriers, you guys. Like when we cross our arms and we stomp our feet and we really, really we refuse to, to let go of the, of the burdens and to let go of the resentment and to let go of the bitterness. Because let me tell you, we serve a father that wants to take all of that. First Peter five, seven, my life verse. I think I've shared it with you a million times. Cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. Cast your anxiety, anxiety upon him because he cares for you. Cast your worries upon him because he cares for you. He is willing and ready to take those things. But whenever we have it so tightly wound up and we've got it right here and we've got our arms crossed in front of us and we don't want to let go of anything, we can't reach anyone. Our reach is void. Our reach is worthless. And we don't want that. We don't want those barriers. We put up our own barriers when we fill our space with bitterness and hate and shame and anger. But when we fill our space with joy and love and hope and even discipline, you guys, our fragrance fills the reach We get to choose how we show up. The fragrance that we let off, we get to choose how we show up. Reaching many, you guys, with the smell of hope (laughs) or bitterness. It's our choice. Do we want to leave that bitter taste of hate? within For the people within our reach? Or do we want to draw them in with the sweet smell? Just think about when you open the door of a house, like you're going to visit somebody, and you smell those fresh baked warm cookies like my thighs just got bigger saying that like when we smell that like it's very inviting and welcoming and we are we are ready to rock and roll let's have some conversation let's love on each other let's do life together let's all the things right but if you open that same door and you smell like just an awful smell of like I don't know I for me I can't stand the smell of like vinegar okay like vinegar hydrogen peroxide those types of smells can't stand them. Awful smell. It would completely turn me off. You've got to think about whatever that smell is for you. But if you opened that door and that smell was there, I would be like, the wall would immediately go up. And it's the same in the way that we live our life, right? Do we want to to give people the bite of bitter? (laughs) Or do we want to give them the the smell and, and, and taste of hope? Matthew 5, uh, 15, 18, actually. And I'm reading this out of the CEV because I just love the way that the words kind of shape together in this verse with this version. But it's Matthew 15, 18. But the words that come out of your mouth come from your heart. And they are what makes you unfit to worship God. Like I'm preaching to the choir here, you guys. God knows the intention of our hearts, right? When we come before him, when we... Come before him with an, an unpure heart or unpure intentions or an agenda. Like he knows that. He knows that. People know that too. 
people know when we're coming we're coming for them with an agenda let's take that a step further and say that not only does it defile you and make you unfit to worship God because you're not coming with a pure heart but it also keeps you from reaching people within your reach for the benefit of the kingdom because at the end of the day when we're not doing that with a pure heart we're never going to reach with authenticity and therefore if we're not reaching genuinely and with authenticity we're not reaching for the kingdom's cause I was drawn to the book of Habakkuk <laughs> always jack that up I say Habakkuk but I know that's not really the way that you're supposed to say it so you're just going to have to roll with me it's Habakkuk this week I was that it's, it's a prophet go read it it's a good book short only three chapters but it's packed with power okay the purpose of the book is to show that God is still in control so here's here's the hope you guys <laughs> after I feel like I'm like raking it raking us all through the coals right like ah damn 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 but it's I don't want to send that message I'm just saying people are people you guys and sometimes we stink so I want to I want to kind of close out today with this is that this this book while it is it is packed with some crazy stuff of like you're just going to have to go read it because at the end of the day, it's it very much reminds me of where we are right now. But the purpose of the book is to show that God is still in control of the world despite the apparent triumph of evil, just like today. Seems very fitting for the times that we're in right now in our nation, right? It is okay to ask God questions and even complain to God. You guys, he's a big boy. He can handle it. He listens. Truly, he answers we just may not be wanting to hear the answer or even can't hear the answer for our own, our own ignorance, our own ignorance and hardened heart, right? Sometimes we just can't, can't seem to hear that answer because of those things. The commentary in the Bible study said it best whenever it said it like this. The problem is not with God and his ways, but with our limited understanding of him. Whoo. God leads us to quiet hope, you guys, not bitter resentment, but that happens when we trust him. Our hope comes from trusting God. It's not about the happiness and successfulness that we quote unquote get from following Jesus or looking to God, but it's about the actual hope that we find in following him, in following him. There's an action behind that. You guys, I, when I was reading this and, and actually Max walked out at some, at some time in there and I not, you know, I'm no scholar or theologian and I'll probably jack up things all the time. Um, God does know my heart knows the intention of my heart, but this book, this, the book of Habakkuk, like very much the evil was, was triumphing. And this prophet is going before the Lord saying, what in the world is happening? Like, why are these wicked people? Does it seem that these wicked people are rising to the top and they're ultimately victorious? And God is answering and saying, that is not, the, that's not true. I'm using the, the Babylonians to, to forward my agenda. You just can't see all of my agenda right now. You can't see how they're going to do what they're doing, but I am going to work in this to, to the good of the, of those that love me. Like that's ultimately what he's saying all throughout the scripture. Right. And we are sitting back from a, from a view of right here, five foot in front of us. And we can't always see that, but it's not because of, it's not, it's not, it's not because of God. It's not because of his ways. It's because of our limited understanding of him. 
we can't see all the things. We don't have the 30 million, thousand, trillion, billion, whatever number you want to put on it view, right? Like we don't have that view. Only he does. So we're charged with trusting him and finding the hope in, in the trust. And through trusting him, we are able to, to radiate, right, in our reach. Max had come out. That's where I was going with that. Max had come out and said, that he it's he's taught he's working in the attic and I had just finished reading this 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 uh book in the and and he comes out and he's like you know the heat radiates and it kind of pierced me in a way because I was like yes heat radiates it does like it's gonna the heat in the attic if there's a if there's an opening like it's coming it's coming down into the house and then you're hot and it's all the heat right and it's the same like I just thought about the fire right the fire within us the fire of the holy spirit radiates when we are filled from the very bottom of our feet to the very top of our head you guys that heat radiates that fire spills out you know the song pour me out pour me out pour me out like get rid of me fill me up with you so that i can pour you out right to my reach to the people hope can't help but spill out you guys it can't help but fill the space that's around us Fill our reach with hope. Fill our reach with what the Holy Spirit has designed us to give. Like that is what it's about. And now more than ever, our nation needs that. Our reach needs that. It starts with you and your reach. If your reach is four people, your reach is four people. And then those four people might have 20 people each. And then where are we at at that point? Like we're two, four, six, eight. We're reaching 80 people with our four. And then those 80 people, how many are they reaching? Like it's... It starts with you and it starts now. Why not? Right now. Like now it's good. Let's make those waves. Let's radiate that heat within our reach. Let's spill out what is good and hopeful and full of joy. Now listen, the truth is we sometimes do have to discipline in this and we have to hold accountable our brothers and sisters. And that is good. That is just. That is merciful because we don't want we don't want them to 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 perish, right? So it's not all about butterflies, sunshine, and rainbows. My God, we all know that. And that is definitely not what I'm preaching. But you guys, we have to give hope. We have to give love. We, we have to, that is our charge. Friends, as we come to a, a, an end here um, pretty quickly, we got to remember that it's, it's not always about what we deliver or what we do it's often about how we listen that dictates how we lead and we're leading because people are watching and no matter if you're leading one or you're leading 1000 or 1 million you're leading and if you are a believer and you are a follow and you are an imitator of Jesus That's where you're leading. Or it's where you should be leading. So that's my challenge to you. Take a seat. Sit back. Be still for a moment. And really look inward. Really spend some time with the Lord. How are you leading? How are you impacting your reach? How How are you allowing the Lord to use you? 
in the coming days, weeks, whatever, I don't know exactly when because I don't feel like I've put it all together enough in my mind to share with you guys, but I'm going to be sharing about a time that I felt like the Lord just kind of stopped speaking to me and it was a painful time, but the problem was I, I wasn't, I stopped listening. I stopped listening and I stopped doing as I thought that I was hearing (laughs) because I didn't want, it's hard. It's hard. And sometimes, you know, anything worth working for or anything worth having is worth working for. And sometimes we have to work out um, our faith because faith is an action word. And sometimes that doesn't always look the way that we think that it's going to look. And I know I'm going in a way different direction here, but I'm just wanting to encourage you that you've got to keep, you got to keep pushing forward. You got to keep, you got to figure out where it is that you are right now in your walk. And, and you got to figure out where it is that the Lord is trying to sharpen you so that you can be the most impactful for your reach. That's it. That's it. Um, you guys, I know that we were right at like 30 minutes and I try to keep that at 30 minutes for you. So just, just be encouraged. And, um, like I said, I didn't want to like leave us on like a somber note or whatever, but I just want you to know that you are, you may be the only hope that someone finds. And if those people are within your reach, wherever that is at the bank, at the gas station in your home, for God's sake, like they may be the only hope that they get that you, you may be the only hope that they get all day long. So be that hope, be that love, be that joy within your reach and do it with tenacity and do it with, um, as if you're the only person that will, that, that will ever be able to reach them ever in, in their whole life. Just do it. Just do it. So I love you guys. I will talk to you very soon. Um, but until we meet again, just know that you are so very, very loved.